0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Welcome, everybody, to our um, May. I can't believe that it's already May. I'm like, really? Are we talking about May? I almost said April. Our May Animal Reiki Talk um, for 2023 and tonight, I'm going to do a short talk on my planned topic, which is top tips for meditating with animals. And then I'm going to open it up to you guys for any sharing, what's going on in your world of animal Reiki, any uh, questions that you'd like to ask about anything to do, having to do with animal Reiki or meditating with animals. And then we'll finish today with a healing circle all together, where we can hold space together invite animals in and, um, you know, create that beautiful healing space through our meditation together as a community, which I love doing together with you guys every month. So this month, the topic is top tips for meditating with animals. And it's a little different than the topic of top my top tips for animal Reiki. (laughs) And So there is a reason for that. Because I think What we do as animal Reiki practitioners is very special, but the meditations we use in our animal Reiki practice are only one type of meditation. There are a lot of different types of meditation that people may practice, and I thought it would be interesting to kind of break it down a little bit and think about what are some ways that everyone can meditate with their animals, whether they practice Reiki or some other form of meditation, maybe a Buddhist meditation or a yoga meditation or a Qigong meditation, or just a stress relief, breathing, relaxation meditation, whatever practice of meditation that you have, you can invite your animals and bring your animals into that practice. And so that's what I wanted to talk about tonight to hopefully get people's minds thinking, even if you're not an animal Reiki practitioner, To be able to bring your animals into meditation can be very beneficial and healing for both you and for the animals that you care about. So first, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, kind of the practical aspect of like how you meditate. And this might depend on what type of meditation practice you have. Now, in our animal Reiki practice, we're lucky because the practices we learn we can do those practices sitting, standing, or walking. We have a lot of different choices. One of the pillars in our Let Animals Lead method of Animal Reiki is that we see meditation as a way of being in the world, a way of being compassion in the world, more than a body position. So what that means is, We might be able to sit quietly and do our practice, or we could also be standing in a pasture with horses and doing our practice. We could be walking our dog through the forest doing our practice. And so it gives us a lot of flexibility about where we do our practice. So for those of you who might have a meditation practice, I want you to think about what your practice looks like. Are you normally sitting or standing, or have you ever done a walking meditation? Is that something that Maybe you'd like to try. And I encourage you to think about bringing your meditation into more different forms because that means you can be with animals where they live. You can be with them in their natural environment. So if you want to invite, let's say, the birds and squirrels in your yard to be part of a meditation, you can stand outside in your yard or walk around the perimeter of your yard and a slow walking meditation. This is a way to sort of make yourself inviting to the animals in the natural wild animals in your your space. If we think of meditation as something that's really formal, that we have to be sitting, has to be quiet, we can't be disturbed, our eyes have to be closed, which might be how you think of your meditation practice, then we're gonna be very limited As to what animals we can bring into that space, maybe just our cats and dogs that live in the house with us, right? But if we want to be more open to inviting more types of animals in different situations, then we need to expand the way we meditate. And so I encourage all of you who are listening, no matter what practice you have, or maybe you have a human Reiki practice and you've never thought about meditating with your eyes open or walking while you meditate, but think about practicing your meditation outside the box and think about meditation as your state of mind more than the position of your body so to me this is one of the really fun things about meditating because it means that you can meditate anywhere but it's what the, the also the great thing about it is it makes meditation more possible for all different kinds of people because Some people don't like to sit still. They have difficulty sitting still. And I have students that come to me and feel that way. Like, oh, I can't meditate. Well, why not? Because I hate sitting still. And then I'll say, well, you don't have to sit still to do these meditations. You can walk when you do these meditations. Oh, I could do that. Yeah, I can walk my dog while I do this. I can totally do that. So maybe if you thought didn't think of yourself as a meditator before, because you thought of that your body had to be so rigid and still, and that's uncomfortable for you because you like to move. Well, guess what? You can. And this goes also for people, any of you who are listening who might have uh, chronic pain in your body. That means that you can't sit for long periods of time, right? This gives you more options that you can find a way to meditate that's comfortable for you. Maybe you stand, maybe you walk, maybe you sit for a little, stand for a little, walk for a little. Whatever it is that makes your body comfortable, you can do. I have, you know, a lot of students come to me and say, oh, I just, I have shoulder issues, I have back issues, I want to do this practice, but I can't sit still and meditate. You don't have to. So think about meditation as a flexible practice and finding your comfort is most important because when your body is comfortable, your mind can relax into whatever meditation is you're focusing on. So I wanted to kind of start with that one because it's practical um, and it's something that I would say probably the number one myth about meditation is that you have to sit cross-legged, close your eyes, can't move, can't be disturbed. <clears throat> and so when we meditate with animals, we have to be more flexible. We can be more flexible. This will open up more people to be able to meditate. It will open up your world to sharing it with more animals. So it's all about expanding, expanding the possibilities, right? So. That's kind of the first part of my my top tip for meditating with animals. The second tip is about your state of mind. So, whatever meditation practice you like to use, pick one that your heart calls to. So, you know, it's it's not so much the practice we choose as it, as sort of the practice that appeals to us. You know why? Because that helps our mind to actually be in our heart, to be invested in it, right? If we choose a meditation that doesn't feel comfortable to us or is annoying to us for whatever reason, then we're going to be annoyed when we're trying to do our practice. Or we might only do it once. And the key to meditating with animals is repetition, building that sort of relation, meditation relationships. Your animals know, oh, it's meditation time. So we have to pick a practice that we like. Now, the great thing about the animal Reiki method that I teach is there are lots of meditations. I have some of my students on the call, and you guys know you learn a lot of different practices. So when you actually want to meditate, you have a lot of choices, which is great. Pick the one that appeals to you. So that's the first part of your state of mind. And the second part of your state of mind is really about Retaining positivity in your focus. If you want to meditate with your animals, there might be a reason. For example, your animals might be going through something difficult. Maybe they're not feeling well, or they're having a struggle of some kind. So I want you, when you start your meditation practice, I want you to set that aside, sort of leave that at the door, so to speak, and then walk through the door of your meditation with an open heart and an open mind, letting go of that issue, whatever it is. And really thinking about this as a time for you and your animal to bond together. It's not a time for you to be worrying or to be trying to fix an issue. It's just a time to bond. So animal meditation time is animal bonding time. The best way you can help your animal is to just be present with an open heart, not focusing on their issues, whatever they may be. So there is a time to focus on the issues. Maybe when you go to the vet, if you have to give them medication, if there's therapy you're doing for them. But meditation time is a time to let all of that go. Relax your mind, relax your heart, just be with them. And your animals really benefit from that non judgmental, compassionate presence that you can bring in that moment of meditation. And as you know, once you start meditating, if you really focus on the meditation, whatever it is that you're using, the meditation helps you also relax your mind and let go of those worries and those fears and just sort of be here now, right? So have a mindset when you go in that you understand that's that is your purpose that's what you're going to do you're letting go you're setting aside the problem you're going in there to just bond and just be present so having that clear intent i think is really um really helps with the positivity not getting overwhelmed by feelings of worry or fear if your animal is facing something so i think um that is like the second most important tip I would give you guys. And then the third most important tip that I'm going to talk about tonight, I'm going to go to the name of my animal Reiki method, let animals lead. That's my third, third tip for you guys. So I want to just briefly talk about what does that mean to let animals lead? Well, if you're doing a meditation, how do you let animals lead? Well. Obviously, I have to be the one to decide, okay, I'm going to do my meditation now. Of course, maybe your animal comes up and tells you, I want you to do your meditation with me. (laughs) So in that case, they're deciding. But then you have to agree and say, yes, okay, I'm going to sit and do my meditation. But then you have to listen to your animal to find out how long that meditation should be, maybe even what it's going to look like where you're going to sit or stand or walk you might have in your mind I'm going to do a walking meditation I'm going to do it for 30 minutes with my dog but then you start walking your dog lays down okay i guess we're not walking <laughs> that has to convert into a standing meditation then at that point or you know maybe you're you decide i'm going to do my meditation now and your animal walks away and you want to give them that freedom to be able to leave. You don't want to force it on them, right? So sometimes what's a good time for you may not be a good time for your animal. So you want to really listen and follow your animal's lead. Now, most of the time I have found that animals almost always say yes to meditating if you truly are listening and letting them decide. But sometimes our ego takes over and we decide, this is what you need. I'm doing this for you. And then your animal might start to get uncomfortable. Resistant might not want to connect with you in that moment. So if your animal does show signs of resistance, it's a good time for you to check in with yourself. Make sure that you're listening to what makes them comfortable. Make sure that you have set aside your worries and your fears at the door, right? Make sure you're just there present with an open heart, letting go of your expectations, just being with them to bond. And often when you do, you check in, you can realize, oops, I accidentally went went back into worry or oops, I was, you know, trying to fix this problem or that problem. So it's really important to stay checked in and your animal's behavior can help you know when you're in the right space your animal is really relaxed and showing signs of connection, then you can check in and say, oh, yes, I do feel that my mind is very open. My energy is very calm. Yes, if something changes, check in. Is something changed within you? Animals are great teachers of when you're in the right space for a meditation. And also when you lose that space, as we inevitably do as human beings, because our mind is always cluttered with a million things. Our emotions are often turbulent and come back in even when we're trying to meditate. So I guess my last tip here tonight would be self-compassion for you. It's easy to be compassionate to our animal friends, but we can be very hard on ourselves if we're trying to meditate with them. We feel like, oh, I did this wrong, I I worried too much, or "I, I wasn't listening to the animal animals are very patient teachers. And even if you make a mistake, the important thing is to notice it and start again. And animals will show you, oh, you've got it right now. They'll forgive you and they'll be willing to start over. And that's really the only reason that I was able to develop the Let Animals lead" method over 25 years of practice is because animals are such patient teachers because they always gave me a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, a fifth chance. In fact, they are forever teaching me and showing me how to refine, 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 do better, do better, do better, and be better as a human. And I think, I guess that to me is the biggest gift we can have when we meditate with our animals is That the practice itself of of sitting in silence with our animals, being clear in our mind, open in our hearts, and sharing that energy with them, it makes us better human beings. And that's what the world needs. That's what animals need. They need human beings to be our best selves for them. So those are my... uh, little tips for you guys and um, for those of you who are animal reiki practitioners you may have a lot of review in there tonight for those of you who might just be wondering about animal reiki but maybe you have a meditation practice um, hopefully this has um, given you some food for thought Um, so thank you guys so before i open it up to sharing tonight and questions i want to remind my students that I have a three-day meditation immersion at Charlie's Acres in Sonoma coming up at the end of this month, the 26th through the 28th. We have three solid days of meditating with the animals. Everyone who comes to this class, you've already been trained. You get the brand new 2023 manuals in whatever levels you have trained in. I'm really excited to share these manuals with you guys to practice some of their techniques with the animals um, at Charlie's Acres, the amazing farm animals there. Um, lunch will be, a beautiful vegan lunch will be catered all three days that we're there. So it will just be a really, really special time for us to get in touch with our farm animal teachers, So and, and meditate together as a community. So I hope to see you guys, if you haven't already signed up, there's still time, um, so. Put that on your calendar and hope to see you there. All right, so now I'm going to open it up to sharing, to questions. Um, you can um, type your question in the chat if you are, if you are not on voice tonight, um, or those of you, I do have a group of you here, if you'd like to unmute yourself um, and share a story, ask a question, anything you'd like to talk about tonight. Yes, Darlene.
2: I just wanted to uh, share a story of, uh, was taking a mindful meditation class uh, when I was with Kaiser. And uh, one of the, the members in the class had uh, adopted a cat from a shelter. And uh she, you know, had it separated in a back bedroom, you know, kind of quarantined away from the other animals, just letting it get used to, you know, the household. The there were young kids and and such, so just kind of giving it its space. But she said they'd go back to that bedroom. It was like an office, you know, you know, storage, you know, guest room, and uh, the cat wouldn't come out from under the bed at all. Whenever the they went back there, it's like thing which is hidden it was using its litter box it was eating but you know it would never when they were around it would never come out so she thought well let me try you know using this room it's a quiet space let me just use it for this meditation class so she sat down and was you know about a few minutes into the meditation and she said all of a sudden a cat came out from under the bed and crawled up in her lap and sat there you know and it was you know, probably about a 25 minute meditation. And, uh, you know, at the end of the meditation, you know, and, you know, she came back to the room and everything, you know, was back to normal, the cat bolted back under the bed. But just for that, you know, 20 minutes or so, it sat curled up under on her lap and she just was like totally amazed it's like she just sat there kind of in shock you know didn't want to move because she didn't you know want to ruin the moment so she just kind of kept still and just let the cat do its thing so i mean that was just a perfect example of letting the animal take take the lead there and and when the meditation was done the
1: cat's like okay (laughs) (laughs) body that's beautiful i love that and it shows you how much meditation really changes our energy and how much animals sense that and i think you know all animals benefit from a calm human being you know whether they're the scaredy cat under the bed or just our very friendly tame dog that lives with us right the more calm our energy is it's they really resonate with that and benefits them so much so I love that story. And hopefully if she did do that meditation regularly, hopefully it did help the cat over time, become more feel, feel safer and become more outgoing, you know?
2: Yeah. I, I think she said that it did start to, you know, come out of its shell and, you know, got a little more comfortable and she continued to do the meditation in that, that room for a for a couple of weeks until, you know, the cat was comfortable to come out. And, but I'm, I'm not sure whatever you know happened if the cat continued to come to her, you know, afterwards, because I'm not in that class any longer. So I wasn't able to follow along. So
1: the other thing I love about that, it wasn't an animal Reiki class. It was like a mindfulness class through Kaiser. And so I just love when animals lead. They're like actually this is for me. Yeah. Like I'm undertaking this class but I need this. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Very sure. heartwarming. Karen Lynn
0: Um Kathleen you said something that I was interesting for me cuz I never thought about it which was You know, you said, if I understood you correctly, uh, when you're in a meditation, if you're seated and if you have to get up because your your body hurts, you can do so. And I sit meditating, you know, the typical way, you know, closing my eyes and so on and so forth. And if I had to get up, I, I kind of thought, well, that's the end of the meditation. So you're saying... Which is really great. I can actually move and get up and still maintain.
1: Absolutely can. I mean, I think, you know, traditionally you would think, oh, I have to sit still. Okay, now I'm done. Now I can get up. But I want you to think outside the box, stretch that understanding and think of it more as when am I focusing on my meditation? And then whatever my body is doing is whatever makes it comfortable in that moment, you know. But if I stay in the meditation, or even if I have to stand up and stretch and then go back into the meditation, I can still keep keep going. And so maybe if you can only sit for 15 minutes and then you get too stiff, maybe you can start doing longer meditations if you can sit for a little bit, stand for a little bit, or walk for a little bit.
0: You don't think that um, cuts the con- concentration?
1: Well, I mean... That's not the only thing that cuts my concentration. I would say the the hardest thing that cuts my concentration is my own internal dialogue about any number of things all day long, and emotions and worries and everything else. That really is the true um, challenge is all of the stuff I do in my own mind. And then, you know, if I'm moving my body, if I'm talking to myself about it, yeah, that's disruptive. I'm like, oh, I'm moving. Is this still okay? Am I gonna, right? But it's the talk, right? It's not the movement that's really disrupting. That's self-talk, but that is happening all the time anyway, you know, cause I'm human and I am always, my mind is always going. So that's just an ongoing struggle with meditation. So if we can just relax about body movement you know, the other thing is this will help us get more comfortable when we can move more and not not be as worried about how it's disrupting us. It helps us be more comfortable when animals move and come to and from us. Otherwise, we might be in like a nice meditation. And then our dog comes up and puts his paw in our lap. And we're like, you disturbed me. I was meditating, <laughs> you know, but they're like, no, I'm telling you, I want to be closer. Put your hand on me, right? But we can see that as a disturbance if we get so, like, in our box of what it needs to look like, right? So I think, you know, the more we can be at ease with our own movements, the more we can be at ease with our animals' movements, too. And it's all it's all okay. We all just just keep that mind and heart open.
0: Thank you for the clarification. Very good.
2: Yes. I just wanted to add to that, uh, to Karen Lynn, you know, like for me, like what I'll sometimes do, like if I'm out watering in my garden, you know, and it's like a standing meditation when I'm just out there watering and just focusing on, you know, listening to the sounds of nature, the birds, you know, just, you know, I take, you know, use that as a form of meditation, just out there, just paying attention to nature and trying, you know, clearing my head and, and deep breathing and, but just listening and just trying to pick out and and not trying to focus. Okay. What was that? What was that? But it's just like listening and just absorbing all the different sounds.
1: Just being there. Right. That's because that's really what meditation is all about is being more present.
2: Yeah.
1: So that's a great thing to do. I love that. I mean, even washing dishes can be a meditation, right? If you just wash the dishes. All right. Well, thank you guys for sharing, and let's um, finish tonight with our um, our healing circle tonight. So I'm going to guide you in a short little meditation. We can invite our animal friends in and all of us hold space together for each other. So I like to go into Gosho to begin palms together and just setting our intention to dedicate all the energy of this practice to our animals. We invite them to share this space if they wish, but it's completely up to them. and then resting our hands on our lap. And I'd like you to visualize your breath as a pure and clear light. And as you inhale, imagine it comes in through your crown, filling your body with light all the way down to the lower belly. And then as you exhale, imagine that light can expand through every pore in your skin and out into the universe. So breathing in this light, filling your body, connecting with the belly and breathing out, expanding this light. And breathing in and breathing out. Just take a moment to do a few breaths at your own pace. Focusing on the light coming in and flowing out. And then relax your breath and see yourself sitting in this beautiful space of light. The light inside of you and the light all around you. And this light is filled with peacefulness, compassion, harmony, and balance. This light is a beautiful invitation for our animals to step in to share, to support, and be supported together. So just relax into that light. Just shine. bringing our hands back into gasho, just take a moment and thank our animals however they chose to connect in this moment was just perfect and setting your intention to finish a nice deep breath and slowly come back and open your eyes So thank you, guys, for holding this beautiful space for animals, for each other. And I wish you guys a beautiful month of May. Um, I hope to see my students in our online community. I hope to see some of you uh, in Sonoma at the end of the month. And the rest of you, hope to see you here next month for Animal Reiki Talk. I'm wishing you many blessings. Take care, everybody. Nice to see you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Kathleen. Hope you feel better. Thank you. Thanks, Kathleen. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky?